This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. For all NBA NBA Warriors, you are now tuned into Golden Spaces with Matt and Justin. What's up, everybody? We're doing a, a Natless episode today at Golden Spaces, an Odyssey original podcast. We got two very special guests on today. Um, you know, two guys, I'm pretty sure if you're on Warriors Twitter, you're already following um, and seeing all their video threads and, and breakdowns. Um, so two extremely smart guys. I'm, I'm super excited to have Chat Hoops with me on. You guys already know Charlie from another episode that he filled in for me. Um, I let him introduce himself to you guys again though what's up charlie how's it going guys yeah uh charlie cummings you can toss a little follow at claytheist 11 if you don't already but uh excited to be coming off the bench for you guys again (laughs) (laughs) appreciate you appreciate you and uh we got joe Varai. you know if you've been following the legacy podcast he was on an episode of all nat before um excited to have him on again joe how you doing man yeah, doing great. Um, you know, I'm just so happy that the game ended at exactly two hours because these games go have gone on for too long, and I'm just glad to have a rest, like talk basketball, and hopefully right later. And yeah, excited to be here. Thanks for being on. Uh, definitely agree. Um, you know, in the East Coast in America over here, it's about twelve twenty right now. So yeah. Cranking these, <laughs> cranking these pods out at late night can get a little tough. But Warriors stomp the Thunder behind 42 points from Klay Thompson, 12 threes. You know, vintage Klay performance against the Thunder. We've seen it plenty of times before. Um, what are your guys' initial thoughts just on the game overall? Uh, let's start with you, Charlie. Yeah, I mean, man, what can you say? Like Klay popping off on the Warriors again. I mean, on the Thunder again. He's just he's got their goat for whatever reason. It's just ridiculous when you see him start to roll early and you can just feel the big game coming and ending with 12 threes, second most of his career feels pretty crazy. Uh, He was, he was getting a lot of looks that he really wanted. Um, Oklahoma city, not doing themselves a whole lot of favors with (laughs) a lot of drop coverage on his screens. And he was definitely lighting them up there. Um, But yeah, it was great. And I think, you know, I think we know Clay can do that, but was really awesome to see was Jordan Poole. Like he, he looked confident. He looked decisive with the ball in his hands. You know, I know Justin, like you and I have talked about that before. Like when he's going at it with a plan and he's making these quick decisions, he looks great. And when he's kind of just playing fast and loose, he can end up with more turnovers and gets a little dicier. But hey, man, 12 assists, four turnovers. He was making amazing reads all night couple really good dump off passes uh, off of his drives. So that's what was really awesome to see because we all know they need him to step up right now. For sure. For sure. Joe, how about you? Yeah. Um, I just wanted to highlight a couple of possessions that I think were really 
really telling where, um, you know, there's the clay Looney combination. I think it's an underrated two man combination where you have those handoffs, you have those ball screens and clay, you know, he's been doing this for a while. So he knows how to play off of Looney ball screens where he pitches it to Looney, Looney hands it off to him, rescreen, and then he pulls up or drives inside, but he pulls up all the time. So, yeah. And it doesn't <laughs> help that OKC Muscala was playing drop coverage, which is like, you know, Muscala, not really a versatile defender. So pretty much the only thing you can do uh, with him on the floor. And I wanted to point that out because it's something that I wanted JP to do is to be more patient in ball screen possessions with Draymond, with Looney, because he has this habit of, you know, you, you guys know this, where he rejects the screen and he goes fast and he either loses the handle, turns over the ball, falls over on his own feet. And there was this one possession where I think it was the Dante three in the corner where he was more patient. He waited for Looney to come over to set the screen. Uh, and then Looney uh, flipped the angle of the screen and that allowed JP to go downhill against Muscala, who is in drop coverage. And that allowed him to get a paint touch and pass to Dante in the corner. So it was those little things where JP has to do more. And he did do that more tonight. And that's, you know, you see it in the stat line, 11, like 11 assists, I think, and only two turnovers last time I checked. So, yeah, I mean, when he's under control, when he's under, uh, when he's measured, um, he's more effective player. He's a more dangerous player. And his scoring isn't, his scoring wasn't forced. It was a product of him being measured and under control, setting each, setting his teammates up. So uh, I love what I saw from him. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I think, you know, last year he wasn't as, you know, scouted as, as deeply as he is obviously this year, having won a championship and, you know, exploding in, in the playoffs and stuff like that. So I think, this stretch without Steph is going to be really important for him to establish a floor game because teams are going to be, you know, scouting for his scoring and stuff now. So, um, you know, he's people forget he's such a young player still that he's still figuring out, you know, different ways to attack and develop and, and just, you know, it's a huge game for his development. I think tonight um, Wiggins, Looney and Draymond, those three guys, you know, consistently, you know, from the last year to a lot this year, they've just established such a defensive presence for the Warriors. And it's, and it has to be that, especially with Steph out. Um, I think Wiggins did an amazing job on shade most of the night. Um, and Draymond and Looney were just flying all over the place. Looney's grabbing every rebound. Draymond's doing great things. Um, Charlie, like, what did you see defensively, you know, particularly from Wiggins on shade that like really stood out to you? Yeah, so one of the things that I highlighted earlier, um, I'm not as quick on the trigger as our guy Joe here, who's just clipping like a madman through the whole game. <laughs> but just, you know, writing down in my notes, like they threw out Shea, like Shea was being guarded by Wiggins and they had Kaminga defending Josh Giddy. So, you know, they're trying to throw their two best perimeter defenders at the creators. And, you know, the Warriors are still going to switch things. So you can't expect those matchups to hold up forever. And Shea was really brutalizing the mismatches early you know whenever he could get a big pulled out of the paint whenever he could get Jordan Poole he was going right after them um but to that big early start from them uh where I think they had like 12 of their first 15 points in the paint so you're kind of going oh no is it happening again um right they they really tightened the screws down I had 
from seven minutes left in the second to eight minutes left in the third, the Thunder only scored 12 points after coming out, like firing out of the gate. They really, they really put the hurt on them there. They were flying around with energy. And like you said, the really important thing is that they were cleaning up on the glass. Like they did not let those second chance opportunities get away from them. Only seven offensive rebounds for the Thunder tonight. Uh, you know, they're not some huge team, uh, and dominating on the glass but it was about effort you know they were working for it they were trying to get there um they really put together a lot of solid possessions and then the offense just did not slow down so that stretch right there where you had guys like Draymond and Wiggins really stepping it up uh, some good defensive possessions out of Kevon Looney of course Dante chipping in um they really just put it together as a unit and I think that's the encouraging thing to see because we've seen so many times that they can kind of just, you know, fall apart. They get torched at the point of attack and then lose confidence. You know, it starts to affect the offense, but they really never slowed down on that end. They just kept what they were doing and started working for them. Yeah, for sure. Joe, how, how sustainable do you think that this level of defense is for them over this stretch without Steph? You know, it's heading into the All-Star break. They got, what, four games left at this point before All-Star. Um, so, like, what, is that, what does that look like for you? To me, it's really just all about Draymond's engagement level. Uh, he was really engaged tonight. You know, he was jawing at uh, – which, which one was it? Fitz at Arkansas, I think. Arkansas, Jalen Williams. <laughs> like, I, I get confused right. sometimes because Fitz is like Arkansas, switching between Arkansas and Santa Clara. Why not just J-Dub and J-Will? But, yeah, anyway, but, um, right. yeah, that really, really uh, eye-catching block uh, from the restricted area. He started from there and then closed out clean, controlled, clean block. And, yeah, it's all about Draymond, how engaged it is. And, you know, to be fair to him, he's been pretty much engaged for most of the season. I haven't really seen mm-hmm. a huge drop-off from him. And it's worrying how – like, you know, the reports, last, like, recent games where he's had that calf injury, uh, calf strain and all that. So I think as long as Draymond is healthy, as long as he's engaged, they can maintain this this level of defensive energy, you know, all, like, how many weeks, however, how many weeks Steph is out. And Jonathan Kaminga will be big. A- Andrew Wiggins, he looks like he's getting his legs back underneath him on defense at least. Uh, offense yep. he's getting there um you know uh to me it's all about how they can maintain that defensive versatility it's always been their trademark how they can switch coverages on the fly switch uh pick and roll coverages like drop level of the screen etc something like that like any like stuff like that uh they certainly don't have the kind of personnel that they did last year you know gp auto but they still have the top end talent to execute all the things that they want to execute on defense so it's really just you know dotting their I's, crossing their T's. Uh, you know, I, I always say that, like, you know, if they're focused, if they're engaged, they can be the best defensive team out there. It's just that, you know, mm-hmm. it's long 82-game season. Your focus seems to wax and wane. But, yeah, I mean, without Steph for, you know, they don't know how long he's going to be out. They have to be locked in every game, every night. And they can certainly do it. And if they, like, let's say Steph comes back, after the all-star break and then the rest of the way they go one game above 500 or exactly 500. I think that's win. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, So offensively, right. 
did you guys see anything like much different than what they usually run? Um, obviously, Steph being out makes a huge difference as to, you know, the potency of some of the sets they call and some of the looks that they're getting off of those sets with the gravity that he has and the shots that he can make and stuff like that. So did you guys see like a big difference in the approach as far as, you know, the amount of handoff actions they ran, screens, high screen and roll, anything like that? Go with uh, you, Charlie, first. Well, I'll leave I'll leave the specifics on the plays to our play genius. But um, I did, you know, I did notice they were really they were going a lot heavier to the double drags. Joe, you pointed out too, like the fifty one set, you know, running the double drags and then having Clay do that little like pop uh, back out of the screen uh, onto the perimeter. Um, I think more, you know, you could see sort of the mentality change of some of these guys, like. Wiggins, I think, has been, you know, forcing the mid-range shot a little more recently while he tries to get his legs back under him. But with Steph out, when they're lacking sort of that, like, secondary creation, I think they're a little more willing to let him go on that end. Um, Jonathan Kaminga was definitely hunting a shot a little more than you would have expected. I think he took, like, two long middies tonight. He was looking a little more willing to drive. Uh, and one other thing, too, was, you know, Draymond Green's not going to get – not the guy who's going to – win you the game offensively, but he had a couple of possessions where he just recognized like get the rebound and go, you know, get the steal and go mm-hmm. really pushing the ball in transition and finding gaps. So I think they found little ways to, you know, sort of make up for it in the aggregate because so much of that creation is going to come from Jordan and clay, but you need these other guys to step up and, you know, find ways to pick their spots and find other ways to contribute. And it's not going to be as pretty as the offense that Steph's bring to the, bring to the table every night, but they have other ways to sort of find ways around the margins to get a little bit more juice out of these guys. For sure. Yeah, Let's get um, into the sets, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm going to be too, uh, you know, I'll keep it simple so people would understand. But, um, yeah, I don't, I didn't see anything drastically different. Uh the the thing that I did notice was, um, you know, we know Steph is uh, one of the best, if not the best, pick and roll ball handlers in the league. Uh, when they ran those double drags, those just those simple high ball screens, uh, you know, Steph has that ability to get downhill, and because you know, like the bigs would step up high, he's gonna attack their front foot, and you know, just all of those aggressive coverages, Steph can turn the corner and go downhill. But they ran the same, um, like I test said, like my eye test says, they ran about the same amount of ball screen possessions tonight, but they didn't have the same kind of downhill juice that Steph could provide, which is why Jordan Poole being able to get into the paint the way he did tonight was huge. Because if he can do that on a more consistent basis, uh, you know, if he can replicate what Steph can do in terms of drawing in help from the weak side and then finding those shooters on the perimeter, then I think they can survive the non-Steph period that they'll, they'll be experiencing these past, these upcoming couple of weeks or games. And yeah, like the 51 set, I noticed that they've been running that a lot for clay. Uh, there's this one instance where Draymond got called for a moving screen earlier, which is a shame because it's, it was a perfectly ran instance of it. But anyway, um, they ran floppy for clay floppy's been in a play since like the early 2000s it's uh age old mm-hmm. play but it still works because if you have one of the greatest shooters of all time coming off of it then why not right um yeah in double drags the the typical kind they call it 55 
Um, split action, it's always a staple. Uh, so bottom line, Steve's not going away from anything. Right. Uh, he's not doing anything different. Mm-hmm. It's just that, you know, exec- for me, it all comes down to execution. Uh, you can ha- if if Jordan's getting into the paint, if Clay is ha- as hot as he is tonight, I mean, you know, maybe he's not going to be as hot in the upcoming games, but if he can at least get a few shots off, off of those movement sets, then I think I won't have a problem with Steve running the same stuff. I mean, I've always been an advocate of running your pet stuff, going back to what you know, uh, instead of changing things up on the fly. So let's see. Let's see what happens against uh, Portland, against the Lakers on on Saturday. And hopefully it's the same. Yeah, yeah I think, I sure. think it's kind of healthy, too, to like, you know, like you said, you don't have to massively tweak the kind of plays you're running. But if you can kind of get into guys' ears and say, you know, hey, here's where you need to be a little more aggressive. Here's where you need to pick your spot. Um, I think the one thing that I like, too, is they're running a lot of, like, their strong split actions, you know, like, and really mixing up the personnel. Like, I saw Ty Jerome was the guy, like, passing in and then screening away, and they were trying to get, like, pool for the three going to his left. Um, Just the little wrinkles like that that are so fun, because usually you see, like, oh, you know, it's like uh, Kavon Looney's passing in, and then he's screening, and Draymond's, like, the passing hub in the post. But it's like, no, we're going to have Ty Jerome run this now or we're going to have, you know, Clay curling off to his right, which, as you both know, I'm a big fan of, like, get Clay every single shot we can going to his right. Um, That kind of stuff, I think, is really encouraging, too, where, you know, just blending the personnel a little bit more, making it a little harder for teams to read that. Yeah, I think I think they could afford they they could have afforded to experiment a bit tonight because the Thunder aren't really, especially without Lou Dort. They're not going to be world beaters on defense. Uh, yeah, I mean, Steve kind of did some experimentation tonight, which is fine and it worked. So, but yeah, I mean, let's see how uh, let's see how how he'll approach like more tough teams like Portland and the Lakers on Saturday. So, yeah, for me, it's all about knowing what you knowing what you're doing, getting to your pet stuff, and just executing. For sure, for sure. I mean, it was interesting to see them post Wiggins and Kaminga for like uh, more than usual um, and kind of utilize them as scorers as well, especially when Shea got in foul trouble. You really couldn't do anything with Wiggins down there. Um, I think that's something they should kind of explore a little bit more, especially against specific matchups like Thunder, a smaller team. Um, like I said, they don't have Lou Dort. They didn't have Lou Dort tonight. So that's somebody that can be a little bit more physical inside. But if they don't have a guy like that, I think they can generate a, some pretty good offense, like quick hits from from Wiggins, from Kaminga, um, just so they can kind of mix it up a little bit, keep the defense honest. But um, let's break here. We'll, we'll be right back. Let's go to Spaces, Odyssey Original Podcast, and we'll see you in a bit.